0: everyone welcome today to the unconventional journey podcast i'm your host
1: justin Demers, and i am joined by our youth pastor extraordinaire cameron fearing hey bud what's up hey dude it's a great day and i mean insane great day i get to spend it with my bestie
0: oh that's so sweet you get to spend it with your bestie i'm telling you he's just i don't know i guess he wants to preach again i think that's what he's looking for pulpit time right now
1: no 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 jamie thanks for joining us
0: you're not supposed to say we have someone in here, but my my wife is here in here today. She's not behind the mic, but she is shooting some uh, uh, reels and video clips of us today. So we do enjoy having our wife in the studio with us today. My wife in the studio. What did I say? Our wife. I don't know Your why I said ours. Mine's Your mine's wife's not here. here. So anyway, boy, we're getting in trouble before we ever kick <laughs> off the podcast today. So, hey, guys, look, we're going to talk about... Um, a subject that I think gets overlooked in church way too much, and that is the subject of gluttony.
1: Mm, That's a fun one. Yeah, it's going to
0: be a fun one. It's going to be one that we're going to look at today and open a can of worms, maybe. The church doesn't like to uh, talk about overeating. We don't like to talk about gluttony, and the world likes to notice this subject, when they're looking at the church. I've had this conversation a lot of times with people, you know, and they say, hey, you want to preach against every other sin in the Bible, but the Bible does take the sin of gluttony and speak of it. And we, the church, sometimes don't look at that. So today I want to, as we open this up, I want to kind of just lay the foundations for this. And the first thing I want to mention is kind of just going over the definition of gluttony. According to Webster, you know, gluttony is the... You know, is a habitual greed or the you know excess in eating or overeating, and um, you know I just want to lay that foundation because we need to understand what it really means to be a glutton, and then I want to look at what the Bible says about gluttony. You know, if you were to open to the Book of Proverbs and to look at what the writer of Proverbs says in Proverbs chapter number twenty-three, he talks about. Uh, uh gluttony being the gateway to poverty a gateway into poverty he talks about gluttony being a way that a man puts a knife to his own throat and slices his throat and you know when i when i heard him talk about you know gluttony being the gateway to poverty i i instantly thought this dude knows what groceries are going to cost in 2024 because if you are a a glutton today, it's going to cost you something. You're gonna you're gonna uh, uh, have to have some money to handle that addiction. Because uh, I'm not sure if crack cocaine costs more or milk and and cheese. You know.
1: Well, it really depends. You look at my family. We're feeding five grown adult males. So when you look at it that way, then I think it's the food.
0: Yeah, same. So we have me and my wife, and then we have three teenagers in the house. Two of them being teenage boys. And then we have a two-year-old and a three-year-old that I think sometimes, at least our two-year-old, can out-eat all the bo- teenage boys put together. That dude loves him some food.
1: Oh, I'll vouch for that. haven't watched him for a week. You definitely see that he he could do, put it away.
0: Yeah. So gr- groceries aren't cheap. And, and I don't want to get us sidetracked yeah. on on the economics of the 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 current environment. But... I want to take and, and just kind of break down today the, the, what I'm going to call the three, uh, key core areas or ways of looking types, maybe is what you're going to say uh, of gluttony. And the first one today is people who cannot go between meals without eating and sometimes overeating. And that's what we would call uh, hastily or you know, hastily glutton or hastily gluttons, people that dive in all the time and have to eat, 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 eat. Now, I will say I've been guilty of this from time to time in my life. Specifically for me, it's like when I'm at home um I'm, I, in the current role that I'm in in with my job I get to work from home periodically not very often as much as I'd like to but periodically and those days aren't good days understand because I am constantly going to the refrigerator and looking for something to eat. Now, my wife is doing a really good job of making sure that there's just vegetables and fruits in there and things that I'm not really going to go gorge myself on. But, you know, what about having that self-control? So I guess I'm, I'm doing all the talking today. I need to ask you some questions. What What do you see? Do you Have you seen that in maybe your own life or have you seen that in people close to you where people are are uh, hastily gluttons or hastily eaters where they, they have to just eat all the time
1: yeah i mean i see it um when i got out of the military i went from 180 pounds to 260 really quick wow yeah i mean i went from being active and everything else to an office job and when you're working 12 hour shifts just sitting at a desk it's just it's it's randomly snacking it's you barely hear your stomach grumble and you're like i need to eat and you're not waiting for those meals and it happens nowadays i mean gluttony is almost seen as a norm In the United States, I mean, they push it, you know, the supersized meals and everything else is you, they try to sell us on more is better. And for, you know, Christians, and we talk about gluttony, it's definitely not.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's, I think the culture of today in America, I'm going to talk about that a little bit coming up, but, you know, we... We are in a day and hour where everything is at our fingertips. I mean, last night even we're we're leaving prayer conference here in Illinois, down in Marion, Illinois, and and the GPS puts us in to come home, and we got like a two hour drive home. Jamie and I leave, and we we go we have to stop get fuel at, at the gas station and and um, run and use the restroom real quick. And we're looking around because there's like snacks everywhere, right? Oh, yeah. And we're hungry. We in, in our defense, we haven't eaten dinner, right? So we've got to eat. But there's so much, and then we get on the road, and we 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 actually didn't buy anything there. We're like, we we want to eat some food. We're mm-hmm. we're, we're hungry. We haven't had dinner. This is ten o'clock at you know night or whatever, and we're driving through Illinois in the middle of cornfields. And guess what? There's nothing. Like my <laughs> wife pulls up her phone and she's looking and she's like uh we have a casey's that's one mile off our route we have a casey's that's three miles off our route we have a casey's that's five miles off our route and it's that's all there was was casey's now the cool thing about it is is casey hits casey's for those of you that aren't in the midwest casey's is a gas station that has great pizza and great subs and a few other snacks but at 10 o'clock at night they're not normally serving any food and and so we're driving. Finally, we get to a town here in the middle of nowhere in, in Illinois, and they have, thank God, a McDonald's open. And so I made a really poor choice last night at about uh, 11, a little bit after 11 o'clock last night. I had two McDoubles and a fry. <laughs> and it, was, uh, it led to some really crazy dreams last night. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> The point I'm getting at, I guess, in all this is maybe not in the middle of cornfields in Illinois, but most of us live in communities where at any moment we could pull into a fast food drive through, swing by a grocery store, stop at a gas station and get whatever we want to eat in an instant. And I think that has led to a piece of this hastily gluttonous this 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 quick rapid eating at all times in between meals. You want a snack, you swing by the the local uh, gas station and you can get you a soda pop yeah. and you know, a bag of chips or whatever you want and and it's it's led us to a, a place where we are just eating in an unhealthy manner across our country
1: well and I mean it comes down to when you look at like the fast food places, sometimes it's cheaper to eat fast food and eat the junk. Than it is to grab fresh fruit or vegetables and things like that. And, and today's society, I mean, we're always so busy. We were just talking about this before we jumped on the podcast about being busy. And a lot of times when you're busy is when you're vulnerable to that overeating because you're just going to grab something along the way. Like you said, coming back last night, you found a McDonald's.
0: Yeah and we're not used to eating like that just uh, and I know you know but a lot of people you know may not know we try to eat very clean in our home now we used to not we but we try to eat very very clean in our home we have a you know we get a cow we get you know have a garden yeah. you know we we do everything in uh, in and, and try to eat as natural as possible don't get me wrong we eat out often because between pastoral life and between my travel you know we grab things on the go now i have found for me at least um, um, uh, mexican food is the best i love mexican oh, food yeah. because i can stop and get a fajita so i could get you know meat and veggies with a tortilla and it'd be not i'm not saying it's healthy but it's yeah. a better option when Absolutely. you're on the road than you know grabbing uh, a burger and fries and you know a bunch of carbs and stuff that weigh you down. So anyway, I'm going down a rabbit trail here. At the end of the day, uh, I want to encourage people to make better decisions with their eating when they're having to make a a decision on their meals. And maybe it's good would be good for us if some of us decide to try to go between meals without eating at all. Just spacing it out, you know, and and realizing that we've got ourselves into such a Uh, addictive way and maybe addictive personality of having to snack all the time. And, and, and I think it's, it's something we need to take and put in check. What do you think?
1: No, I agree. I mean, when you look at fasting, right, it's pushing back the plate. Why is one of the things that we come to when we talk about fasting is pushing away the food. Yeah, because it, it is important because that's one of the things that one, you need to live overall. You need, you need food, you need water. Um, but, I mean, it just comes down to we don't have a lot of cookies or or sweet things in our house either because we know if we have them in our house, you're going to have that, you know, addictive personality to go and grab that as a snack or grab that or ask for it. You know, our youngest asked for, hey, can I have a cookie? Can I have ice cream? Can I have, you know, and when you think about it, you know, have healthier options, but also push back to play intermittent fast, you know, throughout your day and things like that to help you sort of get back to a non-gluttonous, but it's difficult. Yeah.
0: When you talk about addictive, you know, a lot of the foods today, um, they're putting chemicals in there to oh, yeah. create and make them addictive. Right. Yep. When you when you look at just like uh, I just recently heard a study on bread and the way that they make bread now, they create it to be addictive where you desire white bread. You know, from a grocery store that has really got all the nutrients gone out of it. And oh yeah, Jamie. Now she bakes our own even sandwich bread. She bakes sandwich bread every week and then slices it so we can make our our own sandwich. And it's so different, you know. Yeah. But and, and I, I will say that might be a little addicting too, but in a different way. But <laughs> you know, we we have to understand that we need to make some decisions on this on this uh, eating healthy or eating healthier and being less gluttonous. We need to get back to gluttony in our rambling here, though. So the second. Uh, the second way or second type, I guess, of gluttony uh, I want to look at is those that eat greedily, those that sit down at dinner and just are ravenous. They they eat with no regard of who they're with or what they're around. they just dive in and eat and eat and eat and eat everything that's put in front of them and just, uh, you know, eat like a slob, basically. Um, uh, man, I'll tell you, this this one gets me. I'll be out sometimes eating and, you know, uh, I don't I don't myself personally frequent buffets, you know, growing up as kids, <laughs> growing up as kids, it seemed like what would we have like Golden Corral and like Ryan's and I don't know did, did you guys have them out here yeah, in the west? Yeah, uh,
1: all-country buffets.
0: All-country buffets and you know As a kid, we thought that was the greatest thing. I mean, you show up at the buffet and 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 gorge yourself. Gorge yourself. Now looking back, I'm like that was so disgusting, and 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 not only disgusting, it really wasn't that great. And and uh, you know, we were you go there and you would see you know some of the most disgusting sights of your life. You'd see people sitting there for hours just gorging food and shoving it in their face and guess what a lot of times those were church folk oh yeah i can't tell you how many times i remember leaving church as a kid and going to the buffet after the preacher just got done preaching against all kinds of sin and then we just go out and just be gluttonous and sin like crazy
1: well i mean look at our you know soup Sundays. it's basically a buffet you know, we have everybody bringing soups and things like that. You know, and I have to have a talk with kids, right? Yeah, um, teenagers. Yeah, teenagers and kids are like, hey, go grab your first round. Be, be good about not sure. grabbing too much. And then wait. You know, wait until everybody else has gone through, everybody else has had an opportunity. We do this at home, too. We ask if you want to have seconds, you ask, does anybody else want any? Because if... If you don't, you're going to have some people go and grab what's left of of things. And then everybody else has to be sitting there going, well, I would have liked a little bit of that. But we yeah. don't think about that when it comes to food.
0: Yeah. I Try and train our kids today. I think that's a good example in, in fellowship Sundays at church, okay. um, you know. Yeah, be respectful. I, I've even tried to teach my kids. I don't even want to see you in line till I've seen the seniors in line. I want to Absolutely. see the senior folks go through first, get their stuff. If we have guests, make sure they go through first before you get your stuff, and then you then you get in line. You know, and and, and there's a respect there. There's a. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, it's just common decency in, in some mm-hmm. ways to, you know, respect your elders. If you have a
1: guest, respect those guests and let them go
0: through and, and, and eat. So anyway, uh, it
1: go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, well, you have to be careful on some aspects when you talk about this ravenous side of the house, because one of the things we're taught as, you know, we're starting to get licensed as foster parents. When you're going through that training is a lot of kids that are in foster care will devour food or hide food Because they didn't know where the next meal was coming from. So sometimes you have to be careful on how you approach certain things Mm -hmm. uh, because you don't know why they have that sin. And when you open that door, when the doors open for the devil or or the demons to sort of come in and sort of make that as a crutch for those kids, and and it's really difficult to break
0: yeah, once again, it's addictions is what it boils yeah. down to. And, and, you know, we do see that in children. And I'm glad you brought that up. But, man, I'll tell you, so many adults have just fallen into that trap, too, just throughout the years when you when you meet them. So so f- moving into the third piece of this type of, of yeah, gluttonous addictions or what have you is is probably the one we all see and know the most, and that is excessive eating. Sitting down and, frankly, just eating when you are full. You know, you, what,
1: why have we lost the art of eating until we're full and stopping? Well, when we're going out to eat, at least for me, it's, I paid for it. Right. I right. paid for it. So I'm going to eat it. Yep. I'm gonna, even if I have to make myself stuff. And this is really bad with Mexican food because yes. you get your chips first oh, and your man. salsa, which is so good. Um, and then you go into your main course and you're like, I have to finish it. Quick, quick question. Yes. Are you pre or
0: post chip and salsa prayer?
1: Ooh, <laughs> I go back and forth, but you're right. That is a question. I mean, we're, we're sitting there eating chips and all of a sudden you're like, is this a snack or a meal?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I try to, I've tried to discipline myself to pray before chips and salsa because I love chips and salsa, and I will eat those sometimes until the meal comes. Uh, we, we are talking about gluttony, right? Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> yes, we are. But
0: but I I you know it, it's a little running joke. Usually, when pastors sit down. We always ask her, "Are you a pre or post chip prayer?" You know, kind of <laughs> guy. I like to pray beforehand because you could really choke on chips, and you want to make sure you bless that before it's going down the down <laughs> I the didn't gullet. Think about so that. Um, anyway, I, I didn't mean to get us off track here, but you know, you, to your point, when we go out to eat, I man, I, so I grew I grew up in a bunch of, with a bunch of kids, right? Yeah. Big family. And we weren't rich. So you ate what was put on the table and if you didn't get it, you didn't get it, right? So we ate like like crazy fast. And my wife gets home me all the time, You eat way too fast. You yeah. eat way too fast. I I for a long, long time, back back to the point where we're going with all this, for a long, long time, I would go to a restaurant and I would always eat everything on the plate. Period. It would be gone. And this morning's a good example. We went to breakfast, Jamie and I did, and And we, I got, I don't usually get pancakes, but for some reason I had a hankering for pancakes. So I got two pancakes and uh, bacon, a side of bacon to go with it. And um, I uh, I ate the bacon and I got eating the pancakes and I got about three quarters of the way through and I realized I was full and I actually stopped and I just, push the plate away. Jamie's like, You want some of my hash browns? I'd used to before I'd usually got you know gorge on her hash browns too or whatever. I just said no I'm good. And I sat there and sipped on my coffee a little bit. And and I'm 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 saying that for me because that's been somewhat of a win because to your point, when I go out to eat, I like to eat everything until it's gone and yeah. and make sure we go you know, picked up the plate and licked it and everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have never gone that far per I'm se. But well, when there's maple syrup on it, you know,
1: no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you just you just had to hold back on those pancakes today because you knew you were gonna do the podcast, right?
0: No, it actually I didn't even cross <laughs> my mind, but I'm glad I did now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> um you know, so. You know, and I want to grind this thing down because I want to talk about some serious stuff. And I'm going to go through a few statistics here at the end. You know, right now it's estimated, or in 2023, we just wrapped up that year, is estimated that 39.6 percent of people were obese in the United yeah. States of America, with another 31.6 percent being overweight. Those are staggering numbers. When you look at, and I know you came from from overseas in Europe, and and you know, you look at other countries. We're, we're we're in in comparison. We are so far overweight because of what we put in our mouths yeah. and what we eat. And and you know when you look at that, I mean, yeah, we have restaurants in every corner. We're pouring sugar and 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 corn syrup and all this stuff into all the food that we eat that are just absolutely horrible for our health and our and for our bodies and for our systems. And then we wonder why we have to be on you know a, a whole pill tray full of medication to stay alive once we pass the age of forty. You know, and some of us thirty. And 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 you know, you look at yeah. Uh, 38 million Americans have type 2 diabetes, or have diabetes, with 95% of them being type 2. And those of you that don't know much about diabetes, type 2 is usually self-inflicted, not always, but usually self-inflicted by the way our eating habits. Whereas type 1, like my wife has and my dad has, are, are those are more genetic and based on childhood, and there's nothing you can do about them. Your, your pancreas just doesn't work, you know? Um, and I'm not a diabetic specialist, but at the end of the day, we, we need to understand that the self
1: inflicted piece of it we have some control over, and, and that's the key thing. It's the self inflicted. I mean, we you know we look sometimes to blame other avenues, right? Society, you know, they they are producing this food, so we're we're eating it. Like you said, with the bread, um, but you can take control of it just like you can over any sin when you come to Christ. I mean, I had the conversation with a friend, you know, talking about struggling with with things. This again, gluttony is is sin, so. You can you can overtake it. You just have to be intentional. We we, we run with that word. There's the word intentional again. Yeah. Keeps coming up. Being intentional and and pushing back the plate.
0: Yeah. What if we what if we all got intentional about how we ate? You know, I, I I'm. I've preached this numerous times I've got behind the pulpit and I've preached about smokers smoking and and getting lung cancer and taking care of the the temple of god and and people drinking alcohol and destroying their lives through through the bottle and and you know uh, you know taking out their livers and taking out their sanity with well, maybe illicit drugs or whatever the case may be but where are we why are we not preaching on gluttony? why are we not preaching on eating? uh healthy versus you know, it's just like that for taking care of the temple of God. We all want to grandstand on the scripture, you know, uh the the body's the temple of the Holy Spirit and, and we want to talk about, you know, uh getting the cigarettes out of our top pocket. But yeah. but why have we not talked about getting the the brown paper bag, you know, out of our out of our uh vehicles full of cheeseburgers and french fries, you know? And, and I'm it's crazy.
1: Well, a lot of people don't think of it as sin. But A lot it of is. people, it is. And and what are you doing to your body that prevents you from doing ministry? I oh, mean, wow. when we're not prepared because, you know, we have to be prepared spiritually, mentally, and physically yep. to do ministry. Because all three are going to be under attack. Uh, we were talking about how busy we are earlier. We have to keep our bodies in shape just as much as our mind and our spirit in order to be able to do the ministry that God's called us to do. And he's called us all to do ministry. I just had a pastor say that
0: to us just recently. He was encouraging some of us other pastors and just told us, he said, guys, if you don't if you don't take care of your body first, that God's given to you, you won't be able to do ministry. You're not going to be able to. And, yep. and I, I wish that people would let that register. We're eating ourselves into an our early grave, and and you know we we are not allowing ourselves to uh, do what God has called us to do in our bodies because we have been abusing them with what we're putting into them. And it's time for the church to make some decisions to uh, actually. Believe the whole Bible and to take <laughs> and to take some, uh, you know, some action on this subject. I'm, I'm, I get it might not happen overnight, guys, but we need to start taking action as a church on this subject. We need to start making some lifestyle changes, and we need to start um, getting ourselves to a point where we are uh, not having to pray for healing all the time for stuff that's been self inflicted. You know, I have people come up to me and say, pastor, would you pray for this disease or pray for this sickness? And I always pray for them. I absolutely, mm-hmm. I believe in healing. I believe God's forgiveness. Absolutely. But we could prevent some of this stuff ahead of time if we would start following after the order that God's given us on, on the subject of food. So what else before we wrap this wonderful podcast up today?
1: No, this one's been fun.
0: And and I it's want to tough, yeah it it is tough and I want to have we'll have some spinoffs of this one because I want to go deeper into healthy eating and and exercise and what the Bible really says on that but I wanted to open up the conversation today uh, audience on the subject of gluttony and I want us as a group, as as everybody, believers, to start talking about this and start taking action on this because we need to be the temple of the Holy Spirit and to be a holy temple. We need to make holy decisions with our eating habits. Amen. So, we're praying for you guys. We love you guys. We are looking forward to um, uh, the feedback and we're looking forward to each one of you sharing this. I got something exciting to say in ending today, and I may should have led with this, but if you haven't noticed, there is an Unconventional Journey podcast Facebook page now. We are asking you to like and to share that to get the word out. And uh, please, if you would just go to the three little dots, hit on that and invite your friends to like the page, that gets them exposed to it and they get a the upcoming podcast that's a great place to interact with us shoot us a message let us know what you want us to talk about we want this uh platform to be a ministry to you so if you would get that out there as always we thank you for your listening and please until next time continue on your journey and follow after christ we love you guys god bless have a wonderful week